0: Dawn of Mantis is brought to you by Redbeard Sound. Redbeard Sound provides music production, audio editing, and live sound engineering, and is where Dawn of Mantis records our podcast. You can find Sam's information on our website, dawnofmantis.com, or at redbeardsound.com. Ever since the earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But two brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn
1: of mantis.
2: Welcome to Dawn of Mantis. This week we have our first mini Mantis episode. These are short, little midweek Tuesday, Wednesday type things. I don't know when they're exactly coming out. Sam, when we talk about that? Tuesdays. Tuesdays. All right. Yeah. I have Joe with me and as always Sam
1: at the board. What's going on, Sam? Hey, last week it was like minus 16 when we did this and we weren't even all here. Right. Yeah. And this week it's like 70. 72 today, my friend. Yeah. That's quite a swing. Yeah. What? That's an 88-degree 80, swing. Can wow,
0: you believe that's that?
2: Amazing. That's amazing. I'm glad it's happening, though.
0: Oh, sure. yeah, me too, for sure.
2: Yeah. Joe, so, you have any news?
0: I do have a couple of things. Um, first off, on the way here, I heard Tiger Woods got into a crazy car wreck. Yeah. Right? So everybody cross you, cross, do your... Yeah. You... I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 You didn't
1: know that? No, I've been... Um, He's been pulled up studio. in the studio all, all afternoon, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's Those what Sam does. Be. By the way, Redbeard Sound Studios. When we He's walked one. in, he was
2: he had a guitar out, shredding some tasty licks.
0: Yes, it's pretty amazing. Super tasty. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. And speaking of tasty, something very special happened a couple of days ago, and uh, <laughs> that was not a good segue. That was that's probably your worst think segue. I, was a real, I
1: don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, was you the... could probably taste it, so it's probably
0: correct. <laughs> Onions and ketchup. Was the chili oh. tasty? <laughs> So, uh, look, man, it's just cool that, that today's technology is such that we all have a phone in our pocket that can capture sound. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, or otherwise, this may just have been wasted on just me, but I'm about to share it with thousands of people. So I hope that this translates well. I'm going to play it from my phone. But um, this is a, a full, sustained seven seconds. I just want people to know first, okay? Okay, we're ready. You've heard it several times already.
1: I only listened to it once because that was all I needed, but I guess I get to hear it again. <laughs> I didn't hear it with headphones on, so I'm kind of interested in this.
0: Well, first, okay, ready? I'm just going to do it, and then, we'll, and then we'll discuss. Ready? Here we go.
2: <laughs> and, and no, Joe so, doesn't live in an old house with creaky doors. <laughs> <laughs> that is the real deal. It's gonna.
1: You should have just let it play on through your reaction of your own. I think that's probably kind there. of the best part. Okay. Yes.
2: Uh,
0: this is what. Oh, we, Lord. This is what was said directly after. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. <laughs> listen, we don't, you guys, everyone, look, listen. You know, when you've got one on deck like that that you know is going to be powerful, you can either blast it all out at once, and so you can go for the decibels. This There's a fine art to this. Or you can sustain, right? You can sustain just enough for some to come out and make a noise, but not so much that all of it comes out at once. That's how you get that sweet seven-second Timeline, but like, yeah, like and it's up heard. to you if,
2: if whatever you like to do. I mean, some people you just want to pop it and go, and but you want to like give it some reverb and sustain and some shit stained and and
0: uh yeah, that's good. That's good. Everyone has their own way. Every probably. fartiste, you know, like ladies do kegels, fartiste do sphincturals. Fartiste. You got to have uh, a really a hand on your art. What are you looking at me like that for, Sam?
2: <laughs> Hannah's here. I thought I would. <laughs> Uh, change the subject. My daughter Hannah's here. <laughs> Hannah, how's it going? What do you think of Joe's uh, creation? Like you said
1: earlier, I think it's amazing.
0: Thank you. Thank yeah. you. At least one I, of amazing you. Amazing is a great word
1: for it. Thank you. All right. So well, I mean, me and I haven't got to kind of sit on it for a day there. So Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> right. I was trying to think of another phrase, but I didn't want to take the time.
2: I was walking down the hallway at school, and I saw the message, and I almost clicked play. But then I saw, I think you sent yes. that, and then right under it you sent something, and I knew what it was, so I didn't <laughs> click play because my phone's extremely loud, so I'm glad I didn't. Right. I have a question, though. It was amazing, though,
1: really. Why is every um, audio file that you send us called Sebastian? <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't. I mean, it says Sebastian Lane, and that's not even the street that, my, that I'm
1: on. I don't know why it says that. I was um. like, well, the first one you sent <laughs> us was the, was the ginger ale ad, which nobody in podcast land has heard. But um, I thought it was like, because you did it in a, in a funny voice. And I was like, oh, maybe this is his character that he calls Sebastian. <laughs> and then like I get this one, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to click on this. I already know what it's going to be. But why is this called Sebastian? Like is That's this- so funny. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That's a good question.
2: I wish I knew the answer to that. Zach Galifianakis has a bit about that. He said, this is a highbrow joke, and he'll say, uh, so I named my uh, balls Bell and Sebastian. <laughs> so that's like the highbrow joke. <laughs> so whenever you, I saw that on my phone one day, I was like, is that, is that a Galifianakis throwback? I was wondering what the deal was with that. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Okay, one more time. I didn't know you picked it up, Sam. <laughs>
0: Okay. so
2: <laughs> This will be the one episode that makes us go viral or something. <laughs> like all the hard work we put into it, but the fart <laughs> will be the thing. Hey, do you guys know about those
0: guys out in Arkansas? The seven-minute fart? Seven minute <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. I'm exaggerating. That would be amazing. You could listen to Stairway twice by the time it was over with. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Anyway, though. Yeah, that's that's... Remarkable. Thank you. I just want people to appreciate the years of practice that it takes to sustain. <laughs> no, <laughs> to sustain that. Anyway, no, that, no, that's that's talent of some sort. I like it. We're, All right. So, here's what we're talking about tonight. Tonight, we're going to talk about an incident that happened uh, back in the '80s. Does any, did you guys know before I mentioned this to you about the Max Headroom signal acquisition?
1: I remember hearing about it.
0: Yeah, just briefly. Not, Mm -hmm. not. We're gonna and not even then.
1: I just, I think I just heard like, because I was a kid back when it happened. Mm -hmm. So, like throughout the years, at some point in time, I remember a mention of it. Cool. Not much else.
0: Well, (laughs) tonight. Okay, that's the last time. That's the last time. I swear to God, you're like a kid
2: with a new toy. that away joe
1: <laughs> okay
2: but <laughs> you're playing something from max headroom or something
0: a clip or something you got us very very well been. tonight we're gonna be talking about the the max headroom signal x but we're gonna get serious now not really but we're never serious but yeah so shall we yeah we shall <laughs> right. there's plenty of ginger ale in here tonight it's gonna get crazy all right. It was November twenty second, nineteen eighty seven, and the residents of Chicago, Illinois, were going about their lives doing what everyone did in the eighties: listen to Miami Sound Machine, do coke, comb their mustaches and mullets, and drink Tang. That's all everyone did throughout the eighties, and we were there, so we know. Oh yeah, yeah. Lots of Tang. Lots of coke. Like I was seven years old and just like like at the end of Scarface, you know. Nothing. Just
2: you cool. didn't call it pop. Like instead of Coke, did you call it Coke I'm or talking Pop? Talking about cocaine. No, I know, but I'm saying. Oh. Like, just on that note, did you call it Coke or Pop? I call it Pop. Yeah, because that was always a funny joke. We always call it Pop and Soda, but someone would say Coke, and I always thought of cocaine. That pisses
0: me off. Well, when someone says "want to grab a Coke," you can't you can't assign one brand name to an entire thing. Right. You can't do that. That pisses me off. No, yeah. I don't want a Coke. No. I you don't. want you want a Coke? What I'm kind not, of Coke? I'm not a druggie. You might want a Pepsi.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: What kind of Coke do you want? Pepsi? Okay.
1: Doesn't
2: Pe- make sense. Pepsi okay? No, it's not. It's not going to work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, it was the 80s. People were wearing leg warmers and, I don't know, doing what, trying not to get AIDS, all that stuff. But something else was going on. This chi- Was that too much? On this chilly Sunday evening, many folks had settled in to watch the 9 o'clock news on Chicago's trusted news source, WGN-TV9. It was roughly 15 minutes into the live broadcast when something unexpected began to occur. And you could pull up audio from this if you want. Uh, maybe Not this first one, because there was no audio. But the second one, could we get away with doing that? With playing little, a little clip of... Probably. Probably? We'll try it. Um, yeah, 15 minutes into the live broadcast. And uh, during the sports segment of the program, and some video clips of a recent football game between the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions da barf. Da barf, were being played and narrated by sportscaster Dan Roan when the picture suddenly went black for a few seconds before the silence was broken by a terrible buzzing noise. And now, instead of the ball game replays, the distorted image of someone dressed like Max Headroom swaying back and forth and bobbing his head up and down was suddenly on the screen. Let's take a sidebar. Uh, somebody explain to the folks that may, may be slightly younger than us who Max Headroom is.
2: Well, he was, uh, didn't he start out as an MTV, he would, he would in between videos, he would come in and, yes. and kind of ex- like, talk about the video, he's like a VJ, I guess, I guess that's where you got to start, but um, he was, of course, I always thought he was CGI, like 100%, but it was actually just a guy with a plastic mask on and a plastic suit, and he would like, and they would edit it to make him look like he was CGI, where it would like, Damn, they did a good job. The, that the was background awesome. was some kind of computer generated CGI, but but uh he was not uh, uh a computer. He was a he was the guy. In fact, if you've ever seen um Honey I Shrunk the Kids, the neighbor guy, the dad that's taken his son's fishing and he's so mad because they're missing, that is the Max Headroom, that the guy that played Max Headroom. Whoa! Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is that is crazy. Yeah, he's like, Russell, where are you? Got a fishing trip.
0: I can kind of see it now, though. I my impression. I think it. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs>
2: Russell, come on.
1: Where are you?
0: So, yeah, that's who Max Headroom was. Yeah. Look him so, up.
1: Did, did I get anything wrong on that, Sam? You looking no, at- it says... Um, he was called the first computer-generated TV personality, although the computer-generated appearance was achieved with an actor in prosthetic makeup and harsh lighting in front of a blue screen.
0: Yep. So there was a piece of corrugated metal being moved around behind him, presumably to mimic the geometric patterns displayed behind oh, the yeah. real Max Headroom. Yeah, so while he's talking, there's always, like, he's in this weird cube of, li- of like, lines. Am I ex- explaining it right? Yeah, I think so. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. The interruption lasted about 28 seconds. Then the picture went dark again for a few seconds until a very confused-looking Dan Roan appeared back on the screen and said, Well, if you're wondering what's happened, (laughs) so am I. Actually, the computer that we have running our news from time to time took off and went wild. So what we're going to do is start over from the top of the bears. Yeah, so that was it. The intrusion would have lasted longer, but quick-thinking engineers at WGN managed to switch the broadcast band of their link to the transmitter located on the top of John Hancock Center. I Well, you guys probably actually know what that means. I really don't. Especially you with, like, ham radio type stuff.
2: Well, it's just, yeah, I I mean, I just assume that they just had dual and they could switch it at any time, I guess. I don't know. What do you think, Sam? Same same Mm, thing? I guess. Yeah. I just wonder if it's, like, a backup thing, like, you know. If um, one side
1: goes out, yeah, like. Well, I know. Like a generator.
2: I have a relative that keeps, like, local radio stations on the air and stuff like that, and I know they're, like, 50,000 watts, so. I don't know if you would have, like, another one because it's high power, high voltage. You never know when it's just going to fail. So I would assume maybe that's what it is. I don't Okay, know. okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, then, exactly two hours later, there was a second signal interruption, this time on Chicago PBS affiliate WTTW11. This second incident occurred during an episode of Doctor Who titled Horror on Fang Rock. It showed the same Max Headroom character from before... With the same background, but this time the buzzing sound is a lot quieter, and the Max Headroom character is speaking, and it went as follows. Can you make out any of that? no <laughs> I have a I have a transcript. Oh, good. Uh, I was hoping. Did he did. say
1: catch the wave? Yes. In there? Yeah, that might have been the
0: of He's humming a song right there. Wow. Okay, so do you want me to give you a quick transcript of what is yeah. said?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd love I'd love to know.
0: So, okay, he said. Out of all that mess, he said that's. That does it. He's a freaking nerd. Yeah, I'm better than Chuck Swirsky. So Chuck Swirsky was a WGN sportscaster at the time. Mm. Freaking liberal. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Catch the wave, which is the part you can actually kind of hear. Uh, your love is fading. Okay. So then when he hums that little weird tune, that was this. That was the theme song to this late '50s cartoon called Clutch Cargo. It was only on from like '59 to '60 or something. So after that, he points at the camera and says, "I stole CBS." And then he hums more of the theme song. And then he says what sounds like, oh, my files or something like that. And then he says, I made a giant masterpiece for all the greatest world newspaper nerds. Then he puts on a glove and says, my brother is wearing the other one. It's dirty. The shot switches to a side view of him. This is true. With his pants pulled down, you can see his bare ass from the side. And he's yelling, they're coming to get me. Get, Come get me, bitch. Oh, do it. And then there's someone off screen spanking him. With a flyswatter. Wow. Then just like before, the screen goes black again for a few moments, and then it goes back to Doctor Who.
2: Yeah, see, I, I didn't ever hear any of that about the, the ass and the flyswatter and all that stuff. Yeah. I only just the break end of the signal, so that's, a, that's amazing. Do you have some analysis from some people on that, or what they think?
0: Not really. I think he was just a psychopath. But,
2: I mean, <laughs> do, do they, any leads about who they think it was? or? No. And to this day, no one has a damn clue. I know it's a huge FCC violation,
0: um, to to uh, so yeah, they'd be looking for him for sure. And just think if the signal hadn't been long, where was that going? Where was that going? Just in like a minute and a half or however long it was, he went from doing his little whatever to uh, he's bare assed and getting spanked with a fly swatter. Like, yeah. where would that have gone? <laughs> And it kept going.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I so I guess the technician figured it out and made a switch again like on the other. Well, the other one. here's
0: what I have about that. Okay. Um unlike the first incident, WTTW whose transmitter sat atop the Sears Tower did not have any engineers on duty at the time, and the second signal intrusion lasted much longer at a minute and a half. The station immediately received hundreds of calls from confused and angry viewers. I got the impression then that like the the pirate ended it you know mm, like i guess okay. that's what happened yeah um which thank goodness i guess i mean he literally could have done anything i guess at that well point. the
2: longer the longer you're on the more someone could have found it because to me i think that it's probably
1: it's like tracing a like the fbi or something tracing a phone call yeah and i think
2: you're on the same frequency and the same signal and you're just somehow like over modulating that same signal so everyone's getting you instead of them okay um it would seem like it'd almost have to be just local, though. It wouldn't seem like it would have went very far, because you'd have to compete with those transmitters, those professionals. That's a
0: very astute analysis, my friend, because okay. that was the opinion of the experts at the time.
2: Oh, really? I lucked into something. <laughs> yes. Awesome.
0: You're a smart man. Oh, cool. You guys are smart. I bring the fart. You bring the smart. I bring the fart. That's <laughs> why this works. And obviously the rhymes. <laughs> Okay. So, obviously, investigations were launched into both incidents by the FCC and also the FBI, who vowed that once they tracked down the uh, Signal hacker, they'd face up to a $100,000 fine. That was in 1987. In today's money, that's $50 gajillion. Wow. Small, the more you know. Uh, and up to a year in jail, which a year in jail in 1987, now that would be 27 years in jail. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Jail inflation.
2: I thought you were going to say that'd be 365 days in In today's (laughs) years.
0: (laughs) I wish I would have thought of that. Damn it. It's pretty good. Well, whatever happened, or that never happened. I'm sorry. I can't read either. Because he was never caught. The guy was never caught. Like I said earlier, Um, even as we sit here now, 33 years later, the infamous Max Headroom Signal Pirate has yet to be identified, let alone captured It has been theorized that it could have been an inside job, as only someone with specific knowledge in broadcasting would have known how to pull it off. Also, their setup would have had to be very close in order to overtake the signals from the Chicago skyscrapers, kind of like what Ivan was talking about. Otherwise, they would have had to possess some very expensive and very powerful equipment to accomplish the feat. Not long after the incident, another Chicago station, WMAQ-TV, this is funny. Purposefully inserted the hijackers clips into their sports segment as a joke. WMAQ sportscaster Mark Giagreco, I think, said it caused quite a stir and generated lots of calls from viewers who thought that the Max Headroom signal pirate had struck again. He's back. Isn't that funny though? That yeah. another news station was like, "Let's just play that and pretend like we get pirated. That's you would ne- no one would ever do that today.
2: That's kind of a slap in the face to the original hijacker guy. You know the the signal hijacker. Yeah, like, well, we're just going to play it. You know, you don't have to hijack us. Yeah, <laughs> We'll just play it just, you know, and on our own.
0: This was back in the days of like when newscasters, it was like Anchorman. It was like mm-hmm. Ron Burgundy, yeah. right? I mean, it was still like, no one cares today. yeah. But back then they were like icons like Walter Cronkite and Ted Kompel and Peter Jennings, you know? And, yeah, that's funny that they, that they did that. I like it. Uh, strangely enough, the Max headroom hijacking is not the only... Incident of a signal intrusion. I thought I'd throw these in because they're yeah. funny.
2: All right.
0: That same year, a religious nut named Thomas Haney interrupted a program on Playboy TV with a type message that read, and I quote, Thus saith the Lord thy God, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yep. And speaking of hands, speaking of hands, speaking of hands and Playboy TV, imagine the the buzzkill that was for <laughs> millions of men.
2: I'm sure a lot of people just thought, oh, oh well, you know, I, I don't think they're going to
0: pay much attention oh, to it. Well. I just thought to be like, oh, yeah, you're naughty. Oh, what? what is this? A Bible <laughs> verse? Haney was a technician who unsurprisingly worked for the Christian Broadcasting Network and was caught almost immediately and given the uh, light sentence of brief probation. Because hmm. his heart was in the right place. It was. And then there was another signal hack before that on the HBO network. This one's even, that's not funnier. It's not funnier. It had a background of the uh, typical multicolored bars often shown during test of the emergency broadcast system and had a text that read, Good evening, HBO, from Captain Midnight. $12.95 per month, question mark? No way! Showtime movie channel, beware! It was just a guy pissed off about the price of HBO. <laughs> so just like before computer hacking, <laughs> they were just
2: hacking airwaves.
0: Yeah. It only took a few days to track down the culprit, a satellite technician in Florida named John McDougal, who was pissed off about the recent hike in HBO subscription. He pled guilty and had to pay a five thousand dollar fine that would have bought a lot of months HBO, jackass. Oh, there it is, Sam, and brought was it up. slapped with a year long probation. That's yeah. See, isn't that funny? That's the very one Sam brought it up. Uh, no it's very, way, it's easy to find, but yeah.
1: No way. Yeah, Ivan. This is the uh, other one. The one that
0: interrupted the Playboy. Oh. Yeah, it has a little cross underneath this um Bible verse. Just scolding sick. you, you naughty boys. You naughty, naughty, naughty boys. Naughty,
2: naughty, naughty. Yeah. yeah. And you're paying for that. Yeah. Just like you're paying the 12 dollars twelve ninety five for the HBO. For the HBO. <laughs> yeah, it's all got a common theme.
0: No way.
1: No way. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: So yeah, that's the Max Headroom. I, I urge everybody to... Uh, look it up it's on youtube under it's like a billion different
1: yeah there's a bunch of them on youtube
0: Yep, and i will you know what i'm gonna plug somebody just because i like this guy and i like his channel it's called that chapter mm-hmm. um it's well it's typically a true crime channel but uh, i guess this was this was a crime so yeah it falls under that but mike from ireland old mike uh he uh if you watched okay when you watched the uh uh alisa lamb Documentary, okay. yeah, he's in that. Oh, really? On one of the last episodes where they're just interviewing different YouTubers. Oh, uh, He's okay. a very pasty ginger uh, from Ireland. I mean, he's true, like straight from the motherland, right? Okay, Ireland. Okay. Anyway, uh, everyone, look up that chapter with Mike yeah. on YouTube. It's really, really good. Tell him Donna Mentis sent you. Yeah, like, like he needs it. He has like a, a million and a half subs.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what? We Even have a won't, won't hurt. We have a funny uh, tradition of of like trying to help out people with literally millions more (laughs) we're like David that's like hey have you heard this Goliath guy we're also
2: also like check this out on have you heard of this Netflix thing (laughs) it's really taken off
0: (laughs) we're gonna help it I literally said let's get let's get Frankie's name out there and the guy has like hundreds of thousands of it's so funny
2: yeah and and if we try to message him he doesn't message us back but that's okay that's fine he's probably I, I was thinking one day that he probably has an agent and they just like don't answer that. Those are small fries. Don't answer
0: that. Don't answer that. Don't We're waste your time with Katie those Kirk. Ginger shit. She's not even out anymore. Like yeah, Katie Couric. <laughs> <Kirk. laughs> uh, We're waiting for Connie Chung. We yeah, are. Yeah, that's right. she's
2: married to Mari Povich. did you, know that? That was, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. you know that? No. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know that. No. Yeah, it's Dang, crazy. I
0: just lost respect for her. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Maury. I don't know why. I don't like Maury. Hey, speaking of Frankie, real quick before we close out the mini mantis, um. Didn't he have another prediction of like a meteorite? Something we didn't talk about yet.
2: Yeah, Asteroid uh, 20, when is it? I don't even remember. time this year.
0: Okay, because the last yeah. one we talked about was uh, Earthquake, yeah, right?
2: Yeah, we, well, yeah, we did talk about Earthquake. We talk. That was uh, like a few weeks ago.
0: Sam, does he have audio where a video where he's making this prediction for the asteroid? Or is it more like a, was it a tweet or something?
2: There was an awesome little exchange where this guy, under one of his tweets where he predicted an earthquake, this guy tried to slam him. It's like, oh, you're just throwing these things out, Frankie. And, you know, you're not trained to do this or whatever. And then... A few days later, it happened. So somebody retweeted that little exchange, like <laughs> "Shut up, Frankie's <laughs> trying to tell us." And I mean, it, to his credit, it happened a few weeks later in Japan, wasn't yeah. it? Wasn't it in Japan? Frankie's a shit. Yeah, come how on, how dare right? you? Don't slam him. Uh, but you should message us back, Frankie, or I'm gonna start slamming you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. So be prepared, Frankie. Be we're prepared. coming after you.
1: <laughs> I was a little upset that he didn't tell us. At some point, you know, within the last week and a half, that we were going to get 15 below and like six inches of snow. That's we a, would yeah, have been prepared Frankie, if he would have said so. I thought something. you
2: were following
1: us. <laughs> do you not think to
2: give us a tweet? Hey, guys, watch out, be prepared for the snow. Do we know? I wasn't
0: that, prepared. Did we do we know that he didn't uh, make a video about before this past snowstorm, uh, two weeks ago? The well, we thing know is,
2: or they have snow up there all the time, so he's probably like, you. Jerks can deal with a little bit of snow,
0: probably.
1: Is he listening to our podcast? Oh, I don't know. Can you read that? No. What does it
0: say? What? What is it? Read it, Hannah. New data reveals Earth closer to a black hole and is moving 16,000 miles per hour faster. Oh, wow. We're just talking about
2: black holes in the last episode with James Dunham. We were. Isn't that not crazy? If he talks about simulation theory, we're going to sue him. (laughs) No one else can talk about that but us. That's ours. Or black holes. That's ours and a lot of scientists
1: and stuff, but it's mainly ours. <laughs> I love that Joe was telling me to read it, and the computer was facing away from me. What does it say? Hey, what does it say? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not looking at it now. I didn't. I said said talking to me.
0: You guys bring the smart. I bring the fart. Okay? I didn't say I was bright. I didn't say I was smart. But you are. Oh, but you are. I am grateful for the follow suggestion
2: he is a really nice guy and he's really funny
0: who frankie, frankie. McDonald. Yeah, yeah i love no, frankie. he's a
1: great i've been regularly
2: keeping up with him since i followed
0: his page yeah, yeah. he's pretty funny yeah. Frankie's awesome oh it does say asteroid mine.
1: um is heading towards planet earth on sunday march twenty first and it'll bypass the earth and it will not hit. Do you want me to just play if the? If you audio? want,
0: sure. And then we'll close it out after that. How about that? Yeah, we'll close out on Frankie. This
1: is Frankie McDonald, my own TV station, live from Sydney, Nova Scotia.
2: The asteroid two thousand and one F O thirty two headed towards the Earth on Sunday, March twenty first, two thousand and twenty one. It's gonna bypass the Earth at sixteen hundred and three hours GMT. Is sixteen o three GMT. It's gonna. Bypass the Earth, but it's not going to hit the Earth. It's going to bypass the Earth. I want everyone to have your telescopes and binoculars ready to search for the asteroid <laughs> 2001. I did not expect that. To the sky, it's going to miss the Earth completely. It's going to bypass the Earth at 16. three. It's going to DMT. sound like this. It's going to rip right by There They're with. It's an asteroid. (laughs) Sorry. I went all middle school on you guys.
0: (laughs) Sam's face right now is great. (laughs) All right. That's good for me, right? You all good?
2: Yeah. I put that in my reminder so that'll go off on that day so I can grab my telescope. school.
0: All right. Thanks for listening to our first Mini Mantis episode. See ya.